Hello, everybody. I've got good news today. Mina's come back to talk to us on the podcast about a new topic, and I think you're going to find it fascinating. Mina's just finished creating a beautiful audiobook on spirit guides. So, Mina, thank you so much for coming back today. Thank you, Wendy. You're so generous to get me back here. And I loved creating this audiobook, and I hope people can benefit from it. You've been very creative with the music and the design and the information. Do you want to tell the listeners how the information came to you about spirit guides? What are spirit guides for people that don't know what spirit guides are? A 101 primer. Sure. So this information came through uh, randomly when I was just journaling. And uh, I have this gift of clairaudience. So I could just hear Uh, my own voice, like dictating notes to me. And I had no idea what was coming through. And as I kept writing, writing, it was over the months, I would write one chapter. And I would actually be surprised by the information because I did not know this information myself. It wasn't like I was mentally creating it. It was just coming from somewhere. And then I after it was Like after a few months, I thought, where is this information coming from? And that's when I got the answer that it's coming from my parallel self, who is in another timeline and uh, working as a spirit guide. So this information was about spirit guides. And spirit guides are like a mentor to us in a parallel dimension, which we cannot see like the spirit world. And they're assisting us on our human journey on Earth. So that's what they really are. They look after us and they check on us whether we're going on the right path. They guide us. And they're basically the bridge between the spirit world and the human world. And they work with our soul. A soul is like a multidimensional self, which is in many, many dimensions. So they work with our soul to guide our human self, which is just one part of the soul. So that's what it is. Beautiful summary. Thank you. And you were talking about them being the bridge and I found that was interesting because sometimes you get like a nudge that you should do something so do the spirit guides work with your intuition or you know when you have a feeling you should do something is that a spirit guide talking to you when you get a nudge like that do you think yes definitely it is the spirit guide and uh, they also send messages from our soul so basically it is your own soul and the spirit guide is like the advertiser telling you And giving you the messages, it basically has the skills of uh, giving you the messages and the signs. And it basically knows everything about you in and out. It has done like a complete research on you. So it's actually just communicating with, you're communicating with yourself through the spirit guides. It's kind of like that. (laughs) Because now when we come to earth, we have our memories of previous lives completely wiped out. So we come here not knowing that we've come from somewhere else, what we've done. So the spirit guides, then they're a way of giving us information about where we've been and what we're here to do. Is that is that one of their functions? Yes. So like before we come down on Earth, there's a whole plan prepared for our Earth journey. Like this is what we're going to learn. This is what we have to accomplish. These are the soul lessons. So there's like a whole guideline. How we're going to do it is our part and so the spirit guide is assigned based on that so supposing if you have to do a lot of emotional healing so that type of a spirit guide will be assigned to you a spirit guide who has accomplished emotional healing in their training and earth journeys so that guide will be assigned to you and and then there are a lot of extra guides who come in different phases when you need them 
So that's how they assign. And then that's how the whole plan is prepared. And then you send down and the spirit guide is just there to help you accomplish those tasks, which your soul has set for you, the pre-birth agreements, you can say that. How do the spirit guides give you a nudge that you might be going in the wrong direction or you might be going in the right direction? How do you know? So the simplest way to know is your feeling. If you're feeling pain or you're feeling bad, that's a sign that that's the wrong direction. And the minute you're feeling excited and joy and you're feeling alive, that means you're on the right direction. Also a note there, don't follow your addiction because sometimes people think, oh, addiction is something we're enjoying, so we should follow that. But that's not really uh, joy. It's like you're escaping something which is already painful. So that is something different. So, yeah, basically when you're genuinely feeling good and that's just one of the signs, there are various signs and the spirit guide has like a lot of ways to work. Depends on your receptivity. Like if supposing Wendy or a visual person, so you might get messages in visual ways or through nature or through some means like feelings or different ways which you are receptive to. And there was someone else who might be more clairaudient and better receptive to messages through hearing. So they might get messages through music, lyrics. So it depends on each person. Many of the things or the messages are lost in translation because it's expanded when you're out there. And then once you come into the human consciousness, it's a very limited perception. It's just like you're just seeing one color. So how do you explain to someone what a rainbow is if they're only seen blue in their life? So for people that don't know what is clear audience, could you just explain what that is? Yes. So like we have the five senses, like seeing, hearing, smelling. We have also some other extra senses. Sometimes it's shut down in some people, but we all have it. And they're called extrasensory abilities. So we actually use our higher chakras to tap into those senses and uh, they can be anything like clear audience which is uh, hearing beyond the normal range of what humans can hear and hearing the spirit guides or hearing messages from other dimensions and this is pretty normal we actually do it all the time like we do it in dream time we do it as a human being it's just that our mind is blocking out that part of us which is actually doing that so we already have these senses we also, we also have clairvoyance, which is seeing from your inner eye. It's like some people can see auras. They can see through a person. They, ha- they can see uh, the future sometimes. So all these things are already inbuilt in us. It's just how open are you to them and how much in touch are you? Okay, that's cool. Because um, the last time you were on, you were talking about there was a building that kept changing. <laughs> So I don't know if you've been back to see any changes. Uh, that was a parallel reality experience. I've had many parallel reality experiences and supernatural experiences. So for me, it's very normal. And it has changed a few times. And sometimes I would go there and it was the same as the previous times. It depends on which reality I'm tapping in. I don't think it's about the place. I think it's more about the whole experience and it's happening everywhere all the time. And I have friends coming and telling me that this has happened with them. Like, Well, maybe three weeks ago, I was driving. And along the road ahead, this picture came down off the road with traffic coming towards me. It was like overlaid in the vision. 
And then there was no traffic coming, even though it was clearly seen. And it happened twice. There was a boat in the trailer. And I was driving along going, oh, cool, there's traffic coming further along. I'll pay attention. I was completely calm. I didn't freak out. It wasn't weird. It was it was cool. <laughs> and then coming back on Monday, there was a flock of birds that were flying, but the wings were so slow-mo, like supersonic slow. And I was going along. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just beginning yeah. to observe these probable parallel realities because that's there's also a thing like quantum shifting. So we can consciously tune into our best reality. And this is a practice which most of us can do when we wake up, like because we have like so many realities when we wake up to choose from. And so if you decide today I'm gonna tune into my best reality. And then you actually go make choices and go and live in that best reality and your day is actually wonderful. It's the same timeline. It's just that our own timeline has uh, so many probabilities. There are so many choices we can make. Like you wake up, you can decide to have a healthy breakfast or you can decide to go for the junk. And that simple choice can switch your reality and take you in different routes. So it Okay. If you decide to have healthy breakfast, maybe you go into your best timeline and you're from there on you're making all the right choices. And then supposing if you decide to eat junk food, it's not like a bad choice, but that day it could mean that you go into a different probability. You'll have a different experience. All of the probabilities are happening simultaneously. Doesn't matter which one you choose. It's your consciousness is choosing to experience the best one, but the other ones are still happening. So you can switch any time between them. <laughs> That's okay. when the glitch happens. How do you do it practically? The first thing is to get aware. Because so many times we're lost in the feeling and then we're just going down the spiral of the bad feeling and the thoughts are consuming us and we're just going down and down the timeline. But the minute you become aware, then you have the power to change the timeline. And that's when you decide, okay, I'm not going down that road. I'm going to choose another probability and uh, I'm going to go for the better choice. And that's how you start moving up, 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 up. And then probably you can get into the best mood if you wish. Okay, very cool. To go back to the spirit guides, you were talking about um, protection. So that's in chapter two, uh, types of spirit guides. And uh, there are many types of spirit guides, like cheerful guides, the ones who come in to cheer you up when you're feeling gloomy. And then there is uh, protective guides and warning guides. So these guides are basically responsible for your physical safety. And there might be so many times in your life that you've been saved and you don't even know it. Like, at least for me, and so many times when I'm driving, I could have, you know, there was like an inch uh, that I could have just maybe dash into somebody or something wrong could have happened. And, and uh, I have felt in those moments that uh, there is a force which has intervened and helped me to handle the situation or stop the car midway or do something magical. And I've experienced this so many times, so many times. It's like innumerable times. And I know that these are the protection guides because they're working from behind the scenes. We cannot see them. But however, they're present and they're trying to manipulate our reality to just keep us safe. And they can be working in various fields, but their main goal is just to keep us safe. And they could also give us some warning, supposing even related to discernment. If you're going to sign an agreement, which is going to you're going to be cheated or it's going to be a loss. So they can give you that discernment or the warning sign, you know, that something is not right. 
that gut feeling or intuition. And if you listen to it, you will be protected. So these are the protection guides. Thank you. And these warnings, do we feel them in our body? Are they like physical, like getting tingles or goosebumps? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, can we speak with our guides and say we want to get our messages in a certain way? Yes. So... Uh, when they want to protect us, they will send you messages in all ways possible, whichever way they can get to you in that moment. So the feeling is the strongest one. And then they can say messages. And there are so many times when they actually come into your friend and tell you the message, like the friend is channeling the spirit guide. I have seen that with my own friend. Like I, I was just looking at his face and I see the spirit guide come into him. And he doesn't know that this is happening and he's channeling and giving out a message and spirit guide is gone and he's, he's clueless about it. And I can see this because I have that clairvoyance thing and the message was very important at that point. So maybe I wasn't listening to my own inner voice because I was distracted. So they had to urgently deliver the message and they did it through this means. So it could really be any way <laughs> which you're able to see and perceive. That is amazing. Okay. When you mentioned the word spirit guides, I was thinking in terms of animals like a bird or a crow or a fox or a a cat. Are they all animal-based, these guides, or do they take that form because you've got a pet in your life? How would you visually see them if you're a visual person? Yes, so... There are uh, There is one lifelong guide, which is assigned to you, which stays with you all your life. So that is your main spirit guide. And then there's a guardian angel. And there are many types of spirit guides. And then there are spirit animals or animal totems. So spirit animal is the one which stays with you always. And this animal totem is the temporary guide. It can come into your life, like supposing if when you need courage, so the animal totem of a tiger or somebody like a lion can come to give you that feeling of courage and strength. And your spirit animal is the signature guide. Like mine is a butterfly. So it represents freedom, joy and playfulness. So that's like my permanent spirit animal guide. So everybody have these guides and depending on your personality and the kind of incarnation you've taken, your guide can be any kind of animal or any kind of insect, bird. Uh, I had an animal totem like when I was visiting Australia before I even decided that I want to go there. I started making a painting and in that painting I made myself and I made a koala and uh, I actually made a eucalyptus tree and I didn't know that that's a eucalyptus tree until I visited Mm. Australia and I saw, okay, this is a native tree of Australia. And I started connecting with its energy. Every animal has its own characteristics. These guides are more like giving you that energy. So for example, if you're connecting with the energy of the snake, so it's not like a negative thing. It means you're going through a transformation because snakes are very good at shedding their old skin so it could be that you're going through a transformation and the snake is helping you with that that animal totem by just being there and giving you that energy and presence so every animal totem has its own special gift just like every spirit guide has its own special abilities you may be able to sense it as an energy feeling or you could see them or you could connect with them in any way but the purpose is that it's helping you in some way in your life it's helping you in some way yeah, it's very cool. I've been noticing the past few weeks, the energies are much lighter. 
I've been getting like chills going right down my back. Like if someone says something that's true, it's like someone's put ice cubes down my back. I think now more people are going to start feeling these things going on and it's like a, a message. That must be a guide that uses the cold sensation. Yes, and um, that could be a guide which is using your embodied aversion to communicate messages. So what's happening is as the energy is getting lighter, we were initially not that in the body because the hip, you know the energies on the earth were really heavy. So like me also, I was floating halfway here. <laughs> so once the energies are becoming so pleasant, we are actually able to come down into the body completely ground and be embodied fully. So that's why we're feeling these sensations even more because we're more in the body now than we were many years ago when the energies were heavy. And so the guides have uh, just tweaked the message sending and they just send us the energy frequency or the message. And then how we interpret it is up to us because sometimes uh, some of our senses are more active. So when your lower chakras are active, you'll get sensations in the body, like you got the chills and um, you could really feel it in your physical body. Right now, you're very grounded. So you're getting that message in that form. But sometimes if your higher chakras are more active, so maybe you can hear the message also, you know, instead of feeling it in the body, but it can keep switching. I know you to be a very grounded person. So, you know, the chills are obvious. That yes, it's definitely, you're getting a message from the spirit guides. It's a sign that yes, your intuition is on point. <laughs> the messages which come through, it's usually very unexpected and out of the blue. So it's not like I tell them, okay, spirit guides, now tell me what is that going to happen. The reason they do this is because most people become really egoistic saying, oh, we have powers and, you know, understand it's just it becomes an ego trip of rather than being a useful yes yes so the guides don't really care about what we want they care about what they need to deliver and what the soul needs to deliver so they just come across when it's needed interesting and how many people are these spirit guides having to look after at any moment in time every person has a spirit guide um and even the ones who are not following the aligned part of their soul they have a guide as well maybe not the spiritual guides maybe they have a guide which protects their physical body like example if there is a person who's alcoholic or a drug addict so they won't be assigned a guide who's helping them to spiritually evolve as a person they are assigned a guide who keep them safe because they're probably more likely to get into trouble physically the guide which is assigned to them is like a safety guide and maybe a hope guide that this guide will inspire hope and maybe try to get them back to the right path so that they can follow. And when I say this, I actually don't mean to undermine the duality of things because some souls choose to experience that duality. Like they want to experience the negative side. So that is also part of God. Everything is part of it. So it's not like that's a wrong path. But, you know, that's just something that they haven't chosen to do. So we need to respect their free will. Eventually, they'll all come back to the right path, which is going to evolve and going towards the light. But it's, we really have to respect the duality. That's important. That's interesting. Yes, because if it was all light and fun and games, it would get quite boring. So you can see why people try different things. But 
it's only when things have gone so extreme as they have on earth that you know step in and bring it back to the middle you know so yes yes yeah. so earth has made that choice like gaia she's decided that now i want to ascend i don't want to go down the spirals i want to ascend mm. so the ones who haven't chosen to ascend with her evolve they can just uh, go to some other planet which is allowing them to express themselves it's not like oh you're bad you die <laughs> they get to still express themselves because they still creep just somewhere else <laughs> We've had enough of that here. Yeah, they just create a life. At the end of the day, they create a life. So uh, it's really up to them. And outside of Earth, there's no time time concept. So it doesn't matter how many years they spend. There is no such thing as time. And eventually they will come back to the creator because we're all one. 